1: Wednesday Albuquerque,
3: just kidding, it's 100% Wednesday, it's very much Wednesday,
1: <laughs> Wednesday,
3: hey, here's a fun little fact about the it's Wednesday, uh-huh. the it's Thursday, yes, They do that for the podcast, so whenever you start the podcast, you know which episode you're on, because we get so many podcast listeners, that whenever they go back and like listen through they're like, did I listen to Wednesday last week, I don't know, oh, okay. It's Wednesday, everybody.
1: I thought you're usually just showing off how you know what day it is. No, no, not even Like a boss.
3: Yeah, it's actually for, uh, we're looking for those five-star reviews, you know what I mean, big guy? Check out the podcast at TalkABQ. Hi, I'm Fred Slow, alongside me, the guy who spent all day playing football this morning, Van Nunley. Van, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm a little sore. Yeah? Did too many drills. Coach G's Adapted Skills Camp. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty good little camp. Yeah, it was great. A lot of smiles. My face hurts from all the smiles. I
3: could ask you all about it, or we could ask Danny Gonzalez all about it at 430 when the coach of your UNM Lobos will join us to Go over the camp today. Um, we're not talking recruiting. We're not talking the big picture. We're not talking the games. We're talking about the community, and that's what he's going to be doing with us at 430. That's going to be very good. 445, Kim Kirshen, friend of the show from Locker 505, is going to join us. That's going to be a heck of a little sit-down. Delo Davis and Byron Cooper are going to join us from the Gladiators at 515. 545 is reserved, obviously, for Josh Sushan. We're going to talk about isotopes, and there was a big press conference over at Isotopes Park today. You and I will go into that at length. That was a lot of fun. But it's going to be a banger of a program, and you're like, "Well, Fred, they're going to join us. Where they're going to join us at? Your boys are live at Hollow Spirits. Yeah, baby. This huh? is,
1: if not, my favorite place to be, win placer show. Oh gosh.
3: Yeah, yeah. Top. It's a top three year. Yeah. And, and you're like, Fred, what does that mean? because like, often for me, you know, it's Ice Toast Park. Often for me, it's you know, I got a lot of third places. But this one, you can do so many things here. There's so many things here. You can come watch a radio show tonight at 8 o'clock. The New Mexico United are playing. We're going to host that watch party.
2: Oh, somos
1: Unidos! Come have some fun with us. Yeah, we get live at the New Mexico United watch party. That's going
3: to be a banger of a one. Uh, the Cursor coming tonight. So this is actually a... Uh, you're going to be in the thick of it is what you're Correct. going to be. And we're going to be riff tracking over the top of that, talking about what we're seeing, giveaways and raffles and prizes. I know there's some slots open for the big bartending competition next week, so that's going on here. And by the way, if, if you don't come and win one, which you should, that's the easiest way to get sure. in. Um, you can come. It's not a competition, a class. It's a bartending class. Yeah. But it's like 35 bucks. You get to make, like I don't know, three or four drinks, and you get to drink those drinks. So really... It's just like getting drinks and having a really good night, but you get to play, too. But you also
1: learn about what you're making, what you're drinking. Yeah. So we're giving away two entrances and two, a bartender class right here at Hollow Spirits. We're giving away two whiskey and cigar nights, maybe a little merch, definitely some gift cards for your next visit right here at Hollow Spirits. Come hang out. And also, we don't have to bribe you. No, no. You just come here because it's an amazing place. Great food, great drink, great service, and the boys.
3: Also going on tonight, and this is going to be a good one at 6 o'clock. So we go up here at 6.15. Right. Ice Toast take over, by the way. It's going to be a banger of a pregame. Do not skip that. Josh took a bunch of snippets from the press conference today. Greg Maddox was at the press conference today. We got to say hello to the Mad Dog, and that was kind yeah. of nice. But he's going to have that for you, and he'll go over that at 5.45. But at 6 o'clock here, if you're on the way home, it's a Women and Wealth Wednesday. It's a financial freedom class for ladies. And you're like – well, Fred, I'm listening to the program. I'm a friend of the show. I'm not a lady. Well, here's the thing. Are you driving to pick your lady up from work right now? Maybe she's at her second job. Maybe she's at that second job because you've amassed tremendous credit card debt because of her addiction to Amazon shopping that she developed over the time of the pandemic. And now that you're back into the regular world, you have to find multiple sources of income. Maybe this is your financial literacy.
1: That was wildly specific, my I, friend.
3: Well, I'm in a relationship. Okay. And I know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, my goodness.
1: So there you go. Are you guys okay? Does, uh, financially, <laughs> no. We could use a little literacy. are you need a all that cardboard from the packages you're receiving well
3: and you know i make a little bit of money from a lot of jobs and and you combine that with a lot of money that my lady makes from one job and i wonder where all of our money's at huh where's our money's?
1: jeff bezos's pocket
3: i feel like um i feel like rosie perez from from white men can't jump where's the money
2: <laughs> foods with the letter <laughs> q <laughs> give me the money <laughs>
3: Wyoming also my favorite sports movie of all time. Right behind, for love of the game, text the program, 505-246-0610. Also excited, uh, we're trying to line up a new phone line sponsor van. Yeah. No teasers yet, but we've got a partner in the works, and we're excited about that one. Vital, speaking of sponsors, how is the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio today?
4: Oh, it's quiet without you guys, but just chilling out in the nice, cool environment.
3: Quite nice is what it was. I was up at the studio earlier today doing some work, and that's why I had to miss this uh, extraordinary Lobo camp that you were at today, Van. Give me a little bit of a rundown in the morning on what UNM and the football team is doing for the community.
1: Well, it was a adaptive clinic and camp for the youth of the Albuquerque community. Maybe they have disabilities. Maybe uh, they are impeded in their life some way. And the way Coach G likes to say, they mm-hmm. are differently abled.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah.
1: – Coach G and some other coaches on the staff and about just about every Lobo football player were there, and they set up some drills and got some one-on-one time with the players and just had a lot of fun, a lot of smiles, and supported a, you know, an underserved part of the community that sometimes doesn't get the attention they deserve. How many kids were out? Oh, man, I'd say 50.
3: That's super sweet. Yeah. Where was it at?
1: In the Lobo practice facility. Oh, how cool. I was—I th- thought it was going to be at the Lobo Practice Field, yeah. And I lubed up with my sunscreen because you know how fair skinned yeah, your boy right, is. Yeah, yeah, and I brought my big shady hat. But it was in the air-conditioned loveliness of the uh, practice dome.
3: Okay, okay. So it was a pretty good little day out there at the UNM Practice Facility, and and so. But who's helping? It was players. It was coach. Like, kind of give me a rundown. Like, paint a visual picture for me.
1: Well, let's, let's let Coach G do that when we have him on at four thirty. But I'll tell you, it was an amazing event. And I was honored to be there and gave all the high fives. My hands hurt from the high fives, and my face hurts from all the smiles.
3: Okay, well, that's pretty good, actually, that's, as far as as, far as having a pretty good little morning goes. The, a lot of stuff in the world of sports right now, the Live Golf Tournament is kind of the big talk. Kind of the narrative has changed from golfers that are saying, hey... You, you shouldn't do it. Saudi Arabia is bad. Everything's bad. But for whatever reason, the masses didn't really respond to that and the boycott that they thought they would. And I, and I'm my understanding of the broadcast of it, which was either a Facebook or a YouTube, like, premium subscription. Are you familiar with this? Sure. So it was behind this paywall. Mike, I don't know if you saw this because uh, you're old man Vital, but it was you got one day free, but it's like a three-day event deal. So that's not enough to watch – like the whole deal. Yeah. And then it was like eighteen ninety nine a month or whatever after that. Well anyways, they got a lot of eighteen ninety nine a month. And that was that came as a bit of a surprise, I think, to the PGA and those individuals that were opposing this thing. And by the way, there's a couple countries I'm just kinda against no matter what. Saudi Arabia's on the list. China's on the list. Russia's on the list. There's just there's a short list where it's like you know, that's not healthy. What's Probably wrong?
1: shouldn't support those guys. Yeah.
3: But also we're not doing bits on how Stefan Marbury is a terrible person or how Michael Beasley is a terrible person or how all these people that went to play basketball in you know, leagues elsewhere are terrible people. That's not really the bit. The bit is how people didn't respond to the campaign that the PGA put out because they did such a a poor job of painting this picture the way they should have. And now they're pivoting to it's declining players and it's bad play and it's 48 guys that never catch a cut. And, and they're just getting paid paydays and they're getting fat off your viewership dollars and you're an idiot for turning, tuning in. And I'm like, what narrative is going on here, PGA?
1: The Super Golf League, the Live, the 54, whatever you want to call it, they're just out there trying to make money. It's a golf league to compete. This is the XFL of golf. Let's see if they get derailed or not. But the PGA handled their side completely wrong. They acted like a hurt, jilted lover and wah-wah-wad instead of taking the high road. Now, why are you suspending all these players? You welcome back – you realize that the the 54 is an inferior product, and you welcome back all these golfers with open arms once they realize what they're doing, once they realize the error of their ways. You don't block them from the PGA Tour forever. That's, well, a, that's childish behavior.
3: Well, and I hear you, and what's – interesting about that childish behavior is i think it's going to resonate with a lot of people and i also conspiracy fred i have reason to believe that there is a work between rory mcelroy and the pga where i think the pga is funneling him money to become like the anti like poster child of this thing where you know he's like he's like hey you know it means a lot to put your name on trophies that you know the legends of the game have been on as opposed to you know the nothing that was going on elsewhere, and he's, you know, obviously talking about 9/11. He's talking about loss, and he's talking about. He's kind of going down this road. I'm like PJ, like I live in a world of media. I live in a world of marketing and entertainment. I'm a big WWE guy, by the way. Vince McMahon up in smoke today. We're going to talk about that at the end of the program. But it's, it's what is going on here, PJ? Like, how do you not have the team to be ready to combat when an opposing league shows up? Like there had to be a plan in place, or you're so damn dumb that you're just living in the world of recovery from it.
1: Well, I'm assuming that they didn't have their best marketing team on this one. I'm assuming they didn't have their best advisors on this one because they handled it what I'm assuming the way a bunch of people who've never been told no before would handle it.
3: Oh, you're making a good point.
1: Yes. They've been on top forever. They've been number one in the world forever. Through the whole history of the sport, they've been on top. So they they weren't ready for this. And you would think with all of the previews that the 54, Super Golf, LIV, right. whatever it is, league, they told you this was coming for a long time. And instead of having a really professional marketing campaign that's aimed at their core base to make sure that they stay loyal, their answer was, yeah. Nye, 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 nye. Well, and That's not a good response.
3: No, because you can't ride that. Like, you can't, you can't ride uh, – no, you can't yeah. whenever they are doing it. This is this has just been fumbled in so many ways. To try to put it in a correct perspective is, like, insanely difficult because it's like, well, you think you would have taken logical steps to get to this point. Well, we're talking about, like you just explained, I want people who are illogical when it comes to, to this combustion because how much time has golf gotten – On talk radio and on talking head TV and around the water cooler till right now. What, not since Tiger broke his leg? Is that real? Right. So it's like they know how to deal with Tiger doing dumb stuff. Like they got a whole emergency team for that. Like, where is the team in place to set a narrative on competitive golf league? And by the way, you can't just buy into it. This isn't when, you know, the AFL showed up when the NFL was existing or the ABA. For the NBA or WCW for WWF, you can't just buy these guys out. Saudi Arabia don't pay their bills. Saudi Arabia is blood money. So you don't want to go to bed with Saudi Arabia. Like there's there's not an obvious out to this one, and all these little different throw darts and see what sticks at the wall approaches. The PGA is not going to win back fan bases. And by the way, golfers that leave the PGA and go to the Live, they're in a world of trouble because there's only forty eight guys. There's only they don't make cuts. Like it's not like
1: you're. You don't have to make a cut when you only have 48 right. dudes. Right. It's
3: shotgun starts. You just do this thing. And, and, and th- that's,
1: that's my biggest beef with the league is it's a shotgun start. That is dumb. It's on weird. On Sunday to win the tournament, you end on hole seven? What are you talking about?
3: Well, they'll set this those makes guys. makes no sense. They set the guys up in the mix to be there, but I do see what you're saying. Well, how do you know? And then, Well, you know, it is isn't the end of the day. But, but how do you know is a really good follow-up because – of the 15-ish players who are notable to anyone outside the world of golf, or even those in the world of golf, the 15 of those players are on the top whatever in the world, average about a top 100, about, not, right. ne- yeah. it's These guys aren't necessarily going to win. They didn't win at the last one. No. So of the other remaining 35 or whatever dudes, you're not going to know those guys, and they're going to get, pushed out whenever you bring in other pga guys so what is your lifespan in the live anyways
1: the spread of the first tournament in between the first place and last place player yeah. was laughable insanely it laughable. was laughable i think the winner had a seven under and the loser had like a plus 36 i shoot that <laughs> i can go out there and shoot that living that
3: life we're tuning on live from hollow spirits at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Playing Team I Nine, start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We enjoy our drinks with a little bit of New Mexico's vodka, Teller Vodka. It's ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Had a pretty good little day today. Went to Toast Park for a press conference. Gene Fruth, who we interviewed on Monday, a Jim Idelson, who wrote the Route 66 little story there, the, right. the book. Give him kind of the history of baseball, Americana, blah, blah, blah. By the way, seems to be a pretty good little ring. I haven't read it yet. I skimmed through it. Sure. A lot of really good pictures, full color.
1: I didn't get a chance to do a lot of reading today, but the pictures are absolutely stunning.
3: Yeah. that's You know, that was kind of what I noticed about it. Um it was like, uh, what's a good way to describe what I'm trying to say? It was like simple. It was like, I don't know, it was like, it was like organic and it was like core. And you have the, you have the book link up there? Sure, the yeah. It. The, yeah, but it was, it was just like rich. I don't, I don't know what, what other words to describe it. It reminded me of my childhood. It was like nostalgic. That's the word I'm looking for. It was like very nostalgic because living right now sucks. But living when I was a kid, that was the best. And that's what it reminded me of.
1: I mean, the name of the book is Grassroots, right? Yeah, that's, I mean. So it's getting to the grassroots of baseball in America. I mean, what's more American? Baseball, Route 66. I mean, those two are at the top of my list right there. And it combines those two things, and it tells a beautiful story, and it does it through, you know, words and pictures and just a perspective that only somebody, you know, like Jeff Idelson would have with his rich knowledge of the game. And then somebody like Greg Maddox would have. With his first-person knowledge of the game.
3: Well, and Greg Maddox was at the press conference today. And we took a little bit of time with him, and we were going to cut up some some audio and run that. And I was like, I was talking to Josh Sushan, I was like, Hey, Josh, you gonna you gonna run that audio in the pregame? He's like, yeah, Heck, yes, I am. Uh-huh. I was like, Okay, well then we're not going to run it twice. So hang out for the Greg Maddox stuff at six fifteen, as he talks a lot about the game and. And kind of where it's where it was when he started and where it's at now. And, and it's going to be a good little piece, and Josh's going to talk to you about that. But, you know, some things I thought were interesting about it when we were talking to Greg Maddox today was he said, and Mike, you would have loved this, because the question was, I believe it was from Van Tate, and Van Tate was, hey, how do you feel about this automated ball strike? And it felt very uh, politi- political in the beginning, I guess. That's the word I want to use. Calculated. It felt very sure. calculated where Greg was like, uh, I get it. They want to get it right. And then you saw the pause, and he was like, but the interaction between pitcher and umpire is part of the game. Right. And that's been removed. And he went on at length to kind of talk about how he felt that he found success and knowing how an umpire strike zone sat and knowing how it progressed throughout a game. And he thought that was a real advantage to him through his career. I mean, by the way, nicknamed the professor. You sure. know what I mean? So it's, he's not an and-one basketball player. He's the best <laughs> baseball player to ever play the game. <laughs> did that jump out to you the way that it did to me as significant?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like the, the picture that the book is, it's the story that they're trying to tell is a perspective like that because it's a human game yeah, played by people. It shouldn't be judged by a robot, and it takes some of the humanity out of the game when you take literally one of the humans out of the game.
3: Yeah, kind of crazy. Because I, I guess I hadn't been looking at it with... Like, Greg Maddox colored eyes. You know, it was, I was looking at it with a, well, this is good for the game. This is the growth. This is the future. And also, I'm the same guy who's like, you know, by the time I'm X amount of years old, you know, male pattern baldness will be solved by then. and I won't have to worry about, you know, and I'm like, sure. I always think science is going to save everything. Right. But Greg Maddox is like, I get it, but it's taken out. Personality. It's taking an understanding. And that thing that he identified as an advantage, because he said that too during the press conference today, which was he's like, I'm not bigger, I'm not stronger, I'm not faster than a single pitcher today. They all got me beat in those categories. He was like, but I had this one. Mm-hmm. And that to me it was I don't know, just beautiful.
1: I mean, Beautiful is a good word for the book and the vibe of the book and, and even the press conference today. like. There were a couple moments where I, for, I forgot I was there professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just crossed my legs and sat back and just listened to these stories and listened to these perspectives of people with such you know, rich history in the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, you're supposed to be taking notes. Oh, wait, <laughs> you're supposed to be asking questions. Like, you're not a fanboy here. You're working. And that's, I mean that's the vibe I got from the book, and that's the vibe that I got from the press conference today, that it's like this is enamoring. Like, I was just so into the conversation just the way I was so into the vibe of this book and the story it's trying to tell.
3: I I think kind of my last thought of it, and obviously we'll go over this with Josh later in the episode as well, but my last vibe of it was everything about baseball and Americana is about, like, connectivity and growth. And, you know, you got in the game because of your love of the game, and and I got in the – like, but as I say your love of the game, I'm also talking about, like, like, it was part of your family. It was part of your childhood. It was part of your friendships. It was a base and all those things. And those strong interpersonal relationships, the idea of having them plucked away, you know, and, and I think this is the thing that I've had issue with, like, pay-for-play baseball and stuff, which, I, which is kind of a dirty terminology. I think a lot of friends of the show who have their kids in these organizations that are uh, select or travel uh-huh. or these things where you're actually eliminating what I always thought was the best part of baseball as a kid, and that's playing with your neighbors, and that's playing, you know, with, with, with Johnny and Joey down the street, and that's sleepovers, and that's birthday parties, and trampolines, and swimming pools, and everything that kind of surrounded the game versus the game. And to me, that kind of all kind of hit me in a way when Greg Maddox was like, you're taking away the human element. And to try to, try to make this thing robotic or mechanical or predictable or algorithmicable, not for me. And I think today, listening to Greg Maddox, who was arguably the Grace ever did. I'm sorry I'm on a soapbox right now. For him to say, I understand it, but I don't get it, I think kind of pivoted my opinion on it a little bit.
1: Yeah, you made a really good point right there, and he made a really good point as well. That you know the human element isn't there. And you know, he led with, you know, I understand, they want to get it right, you're gonna use technology to, to enhance the game.
0: Yeah.
1: But if you have you can't have the perfect square automatic strike zone and then just have a Greg Maddox anymore. Because he he had such pinpoint precision and understanding, that he yeah. knew that if he knew this umpire and he's worked with this umpire for a couple seasons, and if he was hitting the outside black and the the right-handed heavy lineup of his opposition, he could manipulate that and he could use that, and it takes that element away from the game now.
3: Well, and you know, you and I a couple of weeks ago now we we sat down and interviewed Joe West, and Joe West is a Major League Baseball umpire for right. a million years, and threw old Bobby Cox out of the game about you know hundred times. Sure. Sure. And Greg Monix brought that up today. And he said, he said, you know, a part of the game is your manager getting tossed. A part yeah. of the game is, um, you know, the fear of an umpire getting the retaliation of, uh, and I don't mean physically, but I mean like, you know, the, the, the retort, the talk, the mouth, the whip right, right. of a manager, of a player, of a, because right now you're currently in an environment where that's not part of the game. Because what is part of the game is that umpire saying, it's not my call. Don't break. Like, I'm, I'm just doing what the algorithm tells me. And to me, that, yeah, it just changes the approach where your hardest day traditionally is an official. I was an umpire for a long time. I'm sure you did when you were a kid. The hardest part of being on a crew is behind home plate. Now it's arguably the easiest part. Like, you're, you're
1: telling you what to do. Yes. Yes. Your, and- your robot overlords are in your ear over Wi-Fi. Telling you what to call.
3: Also, I've talked to you about this off the air a lot. And, Michael, I know I've talked to you in the office because you're a little bit of a conspiracy guy. Sentient life, I believe that we're going to be overrun by it. Like, I don't for a second believe that artificial intelligence won't destroy the world. I believe that it will. Don't put into the game that I love a baseball.
1: It's terrifying. And AI is going to remember all the horrible things you said about it, (laughs) and it's going (laughs) to attack you first.
3: Let's grab a break. (laughs) when we get back. Danny Gonzalez is going to join us. We're going to talk a lot about the camp that they had today out there at the UNM facilities and how Van was a part of that. It's two men on. Oh, my God, Kim Kirshen's here from Locker 505, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Hollow Spirits, about to join us is our very best friend of the show, Danny Gonzalez. But before, what is the name of this thing I just ate during the break? What was this thing called? A Royal King Trumpet Mushroom? A Royal
1: King Trumpet Mushroom.
3: It was like a soy sauce ricey with yeah. a, with a, like a cabbagey boy. Yeah. This is sounds like a royal choy, baby. king.
4: Sounds like a royal king in the butt later on.
3: No, no. This is this is it's, the best damn vegetarian thing I've ever eaten in my whole life. It is
1: magic. It is <laughs> this, umami, it is delicious. How do you, just, Coach, w-
3: they made mushrooms taste like chicken. What is going on here at Hollow Spirit? Oh my that, god. You, you guys
5: you guys do some pretty wild uh, road trips, but you pick the right spots. <laughs> I mean, Uh, I'll tell you what, a couple years ago before our daughter was diagnosed with celiac, a vegetarian plate to me would have been like, ah, there's no way. But we're into anything now, and it's really opened our world up to a whole other environment, and it's pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, it's a whole other world out here. Like, I'm, like, because I grew up, like, in the Midwest, and I was like, well, I can eat meat, and I can eat potatoes, and I know there's other food groups, but I don't mess with them.
1: Yeah, the other groups, french fries, hash browns.
5: (laughs)
3: Coach, you had a uh, banger of a little morning today, huh?
5: We had an outstanding time. We had about uh, 35 kids that have different abilities out there, and then they brought buddies and siblings. Uh, we had our uh, the majority of our football team out there. If they didn't have class, they were out there. Um, we had some soccer players and some swimmers. So we had a great event, and, um, it, you know, it, in my honest opinion, it's as good for our kids as it is for the kids with the different abilities because – I mean, the idea behind it is we can. everybody can work together. These kids someday, when they grow up and they're older and they're out of school, they can work with our football players or our swimmers or our soccer players. So it was a great eye-opener. I mean, my daughter's around the football complex all the time, so our football players don't see any difference in her. And so it was really good to see them out there. I mean, a couple of them fell down, got some bumps and bruises, and you see these 300-pound <laughs> guys pick up a 7-year-old little girl and give her a hug and console her. I mean, it was really good for the heart, and it was just a great day out there.
1: And you know that perfectly leads me into my next question coach cuz you're so involved in the community, you know, you did, you know, did this camp today and it wasn't even 2 weeks ago that you helped out Kim Kershen and Locker 505 move to their new facility. Not only to like that you're a legitimately amazing representative of Albuquerque culture, but let's talk about these student athletes and the example that you're setting for these young impressionable athletes on the team and at the university and this precedent of community service that they're setting and that they're, you know, seen from the top down from their coach?
5: Well, you know, I've, I've done a um, – I went back all the way to 1991. I was coached in Francione's first year, and we had a lot of records on as far as what we did academic and scholarship-wise. And 76 or 74.6% of the student-athletes that we bring in here on full scholarship end up living in Albuquerque for the majority of their lives. I mean, that's a really high there number. Is. And so – I think, I mean, we've done a, we've made a big emphasis on academics and, and graduating these kids, getting a degree, because I try to explain to them all the time, football is an opportunity. It is not a career. Even if they're good enough to go into the NFL and they play for 10 years, like Brian Erlacher did, he was 33 years old and look at all the things that he's doing now. He owns a maintenance company. He's in commercials. I mean, he's got, he had to give himself an opportunity beyond football. So, these guys are going to be our community members. They're going to, and I try and tell them all the time when I'm an old man, I expect them to take care of me. So I want these guys <laughs> to be as well prepared for the rest of our community and they represent our community. So it's a big deal to me about these guys and what they're going to be beyond football.
3: Brian Urlacher did the uh, Pat McAfee show today. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's like the funniest dude. I had no idea. Like, it just very, very funny.
5: It's i was. Just, I'll I was you too what, busy if you go golfing my... with him, watch yourself, because he's got a fake snake called Zeke. It's a rattlesnake, little <laughs> rubber rattlesnakes. And that dude gets more play out of that stupid snake than anybody I know And if you watch <laughs> him and you follow him on Instagram, every day he's getting somebody. It's, it's quite hilarious.
3: Yes, Coach, you can take me and Van to go golfing with you and Brian Erlocker. We don't mind. We will go. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Twist our arms. Let's do it. Uh, as far as you uh, identifying stuff, uh, not just for yourself, but for the team to do in the community, how do you come up with an idea like the Extraordinary Lobo Day Camp? Like, wh- wh- where does that come to fruition, and how has that burst?
5: Well, that 100% of that credit has to go to my wife. So ever since we had Abby, We've been we were at San Diego State when we had Abby, and then we moved on to Arizona State. And she'd always wanted to do something with kids that have different abilities. And there's a bunch of red tape when you're not the guy in charge. When you're the guy in charge, you can kind of do most things that you want to do. You just have to make sure you go through the right channels. And so when I started when I started bringing this up to the powers that be, uh, everybody was on board. And my wife there has done come. a phenomenal job getting into the community and and doing all the things and the legwork behind the scenes. And then today's event, what we did today outside actually playing with the kiddos, that was the easy part.
0: Uh, it
5: was a good event. I, I anticipate this thing getting much larger. So I thought the crowd today was perfect so we can kind of get an idea of the things that we can do and we can't do. Towards the end of the camp, they were getting so excited and rambunctious, I was starting to worry that we were going to get some of these kids hurt. I mean, we had a young man out there, um, Luis Aguilar, in a wheelchair that was just blowing by people in some of the races. So, I mean, it was really cool, the, the different things that we were doing. But like I said, 100% of the credit needs to go to my wife because she does a great job with the Real Grand Down Syndrome Network, um, with the, anybody that has a different ability, and then just the ideas behind all this. And so it was a great day, and I'm super excited that she came up with it and that we were able to implement it.
1: Coach, my uh, face hurts from smiling all day, and my, my hand hurts from all the high fives. So thank you again for putting on this event, and thanks for being such an you know, awesome member of this Albuquerque community. Your players out there were just the funnest hype men ever. Like, I couldn't imagine being more high energy. Is this something like you really had to rally the troops, or were they just like immediately like, oh, yeah, Coach, let's roll?
5: No, it was let's roll. I mean, when I told them – uh, so we we have team meetings weekly this time of year because we don't spend a ton of time with them during the summer. It's kind of the I think that they need a break from the coaches and the coaches need a break from them because once we start on August 2nd, it's seven days a week through December. So a lot of the, the team leadership, and I rely on the seniors a lot to kind of take control, run drills, do those things when the coaches aren't there. And so in our weekly team meeting, uh, we met Tuesday morning at 6. I was, hey, guys, just want to remind you, non-mandatory event, but tomorrow afternoon we have our, our extraordinary Lobos camp. And we had six guys that had class from 10 to 1140. The other uh, 90, uh, 96, six of the 96, the other 90 were there at the camp today, and then those six actually know. showed up and ate lunch with those guys as they were leaving. So we had a great participation, in, and I think because of Abby and Chloe and my two older boys is there around the facility a lot, they don't see Abby as having a different ability. They just see Abby as Abby. And so I think that sure. was kind of the idea today with them and i think that's kind of how it turned out now you're right they were hype men man when those guys were doing the obstacle course they were doing a great job encouraging those kids and it's no different than what we do in practice sometimes when we go offense defense um they get so into it i have to tell them to shut the heck up because we're not cheerleaders we're freaking football players so i love the energy (laughs) but we got to learn to celebrate scoring touchdown and winning games and not when we go against each other
3: what was your youngest participant today coach
5: uh we had a five-year-old um we had so christy sellers uh her family who she was one of the ones that jumped on board when we were trying to get senate bill 158 so all these kids with different abilities can't be denied organ transplants in the state of new mexico she has four children with down syndrome that she has adopted and three of them were there um they did a phenomenal job throughout the camp a couple two of them are from china one of them's from indonesia um, and then we had, like I said, we had a five-year-old out there, and then we had the young man Luis Aguilar, second grader, out there in a wheelchair. And then uh, I know I said on there it was five to eighteen. Uh, we opened up the age uh, age range. We had a 21-year-old uh, Sam from Los Alamos that was there today. I mean, we had a couple guys when we were doing the, the ball throwing event. I mean, Tom Brady better watch out. We had some guys back there with some arms, so it was really yeah. cool to see.
3: So I got a young individual in my life who who is Down syndrome, and, and he's just a very big deal to me. But if his family wasn't aware of this event today, what is the best way to sign up? Where's the newsletter at? Where's the make sure you don't miss out on the next Lobo slash uh, extraordinary event in the area? What's, the, what's that resource?
5: Well, the plan is right now, every it'll be about the middle of June. We have our, we'll have our high school camp that second weekend in June, and then that following Wednesday, it's usually going to be around anywhere from the 13th to the 17th of June. uh, We're going to have this camp every year, and it'll go from there. It's on our website and stuff. Um, We did some stuff social media-wise. The news channels put it out there, but we're going to market it a little better. To be honest with you, the 35 kids that we had today, because it was our first run at it, I thought that was the perfect amount so that we could get an idea of the things that we can do and, and how we can get our guys involved. Um, we can do some more stuff next year. I mean, we'll add a tour to it. Um, we're gonna do some stuff where they have a game where they can go to they can get free tickets to a game. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we can grow this, but this being the first year, we kind of made a test run at it, and it was very successful. It was an unbelievable event, but we're gonna grow it. so that means the advertising will be bigger. We'll do some commercials on Six ten. We'll do some more stuff on TV. But I mean, I think this is an opportunity for our community. Um, we can get. I mean, Van. I appreciate you came out and volunteered today. I mean, there's there's a big opportunity out there if we educate the people and just let them know.
1: Coach, what's next for uh, Lobo off season? What can the friend of the show do to support Lobo Nation?
5: Well, right now, buy season tickets. I mean, we uh, we go. We open up with Maine on September 3rd, and then we're going to have a red out against Boise State on September 9th that Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, we're working on some different things. I mean, I'm, I haven't shied away from this, but I want to try and get a combination of our uh, high school game between Volcano and La Cueva, possibly in our stadium the Thursday before the Boise State game. Um, I've been in talks with Ron Hudson and uh, Coach Ty Hyatt at Eastern about possibly playing that game up here in Albuquerque the first week when we play Maine. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. Um, I think we need to celebrate football in the month of Albuquerque. So if people, can, I mean, in the month of September in Albuquerque, so if people can just gear up to get ready to be all footballed out when we start the season, um, we have a great opportunity if our kids play well against Maine. Uh, Maine's a very good football team. There's nothing ever given. If we go up there, we take care of business in Maine here in our stadium. Week two against Boise State in the sold out, red out stadium. We beat Boise State the whole season can change in a dramatic fashion so our kids are going to work their tails off for the next two months try and get themselves prepared to play the best football they can uh it's going to be a lot of fun but i've said it from the beginning it's going to take everybody so if everybody will buy their season tickets or if everybody buys a single game ticket show up show up to the stadium and support this football team because they're good kids they work hard and if we win games and we're a good football team all of a sudden it makes everything that much better
3: Coach, you you beat Boise State, and Sports Center is going to change the A block. I mean, that's how big of a deal that is going to be to the to this entire football-loving country. So, we're excited for it. We're going to be a part of it as best we can. And thank you, Coach Gonzalez, for joining us today.
5: I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the support you guys do for us. You, you're you're a big part of this community as well. I just want to say thank you for all you guys do. Uh, Mike Vitale in the background does an amazing job from week to week during the season and every day on your guys' show. So. I appreciate all you guys do for me and our on our city. Thank you guys, the Lobos.
3: Yes, sir. Next, Coach Kim Kershon joining us when we get back from the break. Tune in on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. Michael, we only got like five minutes. Cut the music. Kim Kershon joining us, the locker five hundred and five. Kim, how are you? Welcome back to the program.
2: It is awesome to be back. I sure Aww. have missed you guys. Oh,
3: well, we've been busy. You know how life gets the whole time. I thing, you know? know. We do a lot of things for you. You ignore the show. We know that relationship. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I notice here it says that your address on the website is sixty twenty Constitution Northeast Suite two. That's not correct.
2: No, it should be at the very top say sixty two hundred three.
3: You got a brand new building. Congratulations. We do. On making the move, and how fun was it to work with the UNM football team?
2: Oh, my move. God, what a delight. Yeah. Those, those guys, Coach Gonzalez, everybody was just a delight to work with. And um, for us um, to have, we were able to move in three hours. Crazy. And that's just, you know, I mean, it took us two and a half weeks to just pack it. And for it to be moved, totally moved, everything, shelves, filing cabinets, Trash cans, everything moved in three hours was fun to watch. Van. For one, they took the paintings off the wall. Van,
1: <laughs> it was, it <laughs> looks like you have been clean out robbed. <laughs> by the time they were done moving,
2: they did, they did. I mean, everything went. It was, it was so nice. Um, and the nice part was, is when you ask them, you know, I mean, you'd go to pick up something. No, ma'am, I've got that. Yeah. They would just take it right away from you. I mean, they didn't let us lift anything. What, what great guys those were. That took,
1: it would have took months otherwise, right? Oh, my truck, gosh. Truck by truck by truck. Oh, my gosh. It took you months.
3: They brought, the, they brought the equipment trailer, the semi-truck. A semi-truck. The equipment trailer says right there on the side. And, and In another,
1: th- another three loads by friends of the show, New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Yes, oh, yeah, man. their box yeah. truck.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. one of those little boxes. Not even little. I said little. It's only little compared to a tractor. It's a 53-foot trailer. <laughs> yes. Yes. But this thing was probably 20 foot in its own. But That was huge. Yeah, just a world of in- impressiveness. 6203 Manalva Boulevard Northeast. You guys are currently accepting donations yes. on site. Yes, And sir. They're, they're coming in? People know you're there?
2: They do. It's yeah. amazing. I think people are, you know, looking on Facebook, looking at our website. They've heard it, you know, it's on news yeah. um, and stuff. And so we are continuing to get donations, which is awesome. We're gearing up for, for next year. And as you guys know, not everybody knows this yet, but you guys um, were one of the first to know that we are expanding. And we'll be seeing Sandoval County, Torrance County. Right. Um, Valencia Sandoval, Torrance, and Bernalillo all together starting next school year.
1: Uh, yeah, and that leads me to my next question: Is you didn't do this out of vanity? You didn't want a nicer house. You're expanding so you can help more kids.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It was a. It was kind of a necessity to be able to do this to keep enough clothing to be able to see the number of students that we need to see. And to give them variety and style you know, different styles and and that type of thing. You know, it's it's very much they get to select what they want. If they're a kid that wears shorts three hundred and sixty five days a year. I know that kid. Yeah. 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 Um, they get famous six. <laughs> yeah. And they <laughs> inside and, joke. Yes. For the friends of the show. Yes. So they get, you know, they get shorts if they want polo shirts they get polo shirts so we have a lot of styles that we have to keep different seasons we have to keep And we're seeing additional kids it was it was big for us to have a, a larger space so we literally doubled space you know so we're twice as big as as we were you know a couple of weeks ago
3: speaking of doubling space that uh, that doubles your cost right that doubles your expense and kind of yes. everything that surrounds it and a lot of efforts are going into a little bit of fundraising, obviously donations are always an option and if monetary isn 't your means to contribute, a uh, volunteer i mean you have to have someone 's got to empty the trash you know that 's
2: right that 's right and we have a, as you guys know, you know a lot of our staff, we have a small staff mm-hmm. they all work part time and so it, it, you know it takes a lot of man hours to make that place run and you know extra man hours right now because we 're regrouping and putting everything, finding a place for everything because of a whole new whole new space. So, um, if you want to volunteer, you know, go to our website, Locker505.org. Pretty easy. Shoot us an email and we'll get you set up volunteering. We're very, very flexible with that. You can come one hour a week. You can come a whole day a week and you can come once a month. So we'll take you, uh, whenever, uh, you're available. And we take, uh, you know, pretty much starting at five, six year olds. We have things that they can do, um, all the way up to, you know, us older people like myself. Happy birthday, Odelia. Yeah, I'm sure she's listening. Yes, wow. today is one of my employees' birthdays. As a matter of fact, we're having a luncheon for her tomorrow. Aw. Uh-huh. I'm yes. checking my text. I guess we weren't invited that's, to that. That's that weird. One.
1: That's weird. There's nothing came into my phone either. Yeah, it was just huh. kinda we just. Kind of interesting. When's the grand opening? July
2: 9th? Then you will be invited to that, of course. Allegedly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I sent somebody the invite to. Uh, take a look at for me. To, Mike uh, Vitale,
3: check that email. Kim Kirshen, thank you so very much for being part of the guys. program. When we get back, top of the hour. Tune on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Back on the program. Live from Hollow Spirits. Banger, we're programmed today. Going to have a little NFL talk. We are live from the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play our sports van with team i9 yeah we do starter days at the YMCA of central mexico united watch party here tonight come hang out with your boys this is the spot for the next bit you and i are hosting a hot dog eating competition on the 4th of july that's gonna be weird and if you're not i am so i'm not sure how we sign that up so we'll figure that out <laughs> we are gonna do that right here at hollow spirits
1: you're doing all veggie dogs i'm in
3: i don't think you're competing i think you're just hosting also, if you're a competitive hot dog, if you're a competitive hot dog eating ringer, five zero five two four six, we need your information. We're we're putting a two minute on shirt on you, and we need you to eat hot dogs at, at what I would at least identify an impressive level.
1: Do your friends call you Albuquerque Yashi?
6: Very
3: good. <laughs> Boy, do I have the contest <laughs> for you. Super good. And obviously, I enjoy my drinks with a little bit. Of New Mexico's vodka, teller vodka. It's a good little program so far. NFL's weird. You gave me a story this morning, and I said, I don't know. I said, I don't even know who Makai Beckton is. So then I started looking it up a little bit. Uh-huh. And he plays offensive tackle for the Jets. That's correct. And he's in the news for reasons that we're about to give you, friends <laughs> of the show. But I just want this to be out there. New York Jets fan base hates this dude. Like, everything I've seen just talks about only in negative tone – his existence, injury-prone, soft, mentally not there. They're mad at him for skipping OTAs because he went to the birth of his child. Like there is Harsh. there is relentless aggression. Told Makai Beckham and give me what he did today, man.
1: So he shows up to a press conference today. Okay. Quoting his haters. Yes. And nothing motivates you like your haters. By the way, lots of haters for this dude. Yes, he has a lot of haters. Which, in turn, provides a lot of motivation. So he shows up to a press conference in a shirt that says, that that he made, by the way, in the middle it says, Big Bust. Okay. Fat, lazy, out of shape, bum, overweight, sucks, injury prone. So he's taking all the energy from his haters and putting it to a nice little round ball. It's like a, it's like motivation.
3: A, it's like a reverse inspirational word bubble thing, hmm. where like the word you use the most is bigger, and then it like <laughs> scales down. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, he he then went on to say during this press conference that he's going to, <clears throat> he's going to make those who have written him off quote eat their words. Now, Makai Beckman's a big boy.
1: He is a big boy. He knows all about eating. You don't need to use the word eat. (laughs) Oh. Yes. Oh, gosh. I love it. I love every little bit of it. Because, you know, kind of part of what we do is talk smack about idiots. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know in this specific example if it's deserved or not, but I hope he throws it in everyone's faces. And, by the way, if we've said off-putting horrible things about you Loyal, loyal listener, professional athlete, and you've got a chip on your shoulder, I hope we motivate you too. Ugh. I can't oh. wait till you show up at one of our live remotes with quotes from us on your shirt. The,
3: the thing that's a thing here too is if we're talking about you, not just us, the proverbial us, the sure. proverbial they, yes. them, that's because you you're on the island of relevancy. Like, you're not out there doing nothing, having no impact. Yeah. Like, you, you're you in the conversation because you're in the conversation. And I I think I've always used that as, like, uh, ammunition in my gun. Right. And that's the vibe I'm getting here off of Beckton where it's, it's he's not mad at you, but he sees you. And to me, that is um, as powerful as a motivator as anything. Are you familiar with blood feuds?
1: Very much so. Not as much as you. No. Okay. Because
3: I I place them and I hold them, mm-hmm. and I will assign a blood feud to someone number one without telling them. Like I will I will know that I'm. It takes
1: all the fun out of it. If you tell. Oh
3: yes. Yeah, so I I will give you no chance. Sure. Once I identified you as get, escalating whatever we have in our lives to the level of blood feud, you there's no return. There's no return for you. There's no return for me. We're blood feuding forever, and if if my boy Makai Beckton here is the same. I'm your energy. Mm-hmm. If it's that reporter, mm-hmm. or if it's that part of the yeah. field, you know that season ticket holder, or you know what? It, use it. Never. Use it and bury them.
1: You'll never truly understand the power of the dark side. Look, politicians, Hollywood elite, the athletes who are the top of top of their profession. Yeah, you can't just go without this kind of criticism. No. It goes by being at the top of the pyramid. There are laws in place that the media can chastise you and talk about you. We are a protected group for this exact reason right here. So take that energy and shove it hey. right back in our faces. Take media out of it, though. Like, I, friend of the show, 50526, you tell us whatever
3: you do. That qualifies to me. Whatever your job is, yeah. your profession, put a target. The biggest target you could possibly paint on your own back and then just watch people miss you. Sure. And I'm, I'm there. I'm your energy, Makai Beckton. I'll buy your jersey right now, brother.
1: I don't know who said that he's a big bust, fat, lazy, out of shape, bum, <laughs> overweight, sucks, and injury prone, but whoever said that, It hit him the exact right way, and he's going to have a career year this year off of your horrible energy. Right now,
3: though, because there's a friend of the show out there that's listening, it's like, just let us play on the field clap back. He doesn't need to clap back like this. Stay in your lane. Mm. Just produce. Well, this same friend of the show got a problem with LeBron. Shut up and block, bro. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And here's what I'm saying is you recognize what's happening, but don't identify who's doing it. Like, if you're going to give me the – what?
1: give it again, big bust, what else – Big bust, fat, lazy, out of shape, bum, overweight, sucks, injury prone. That's the heat? That's all.
3: Cause, oh, all right, hold up. That's end, not end a of, that's end all. End of quote. Yes.
1: <laughs> but it's,
3: it's that existing to me is the power. Because whoever said that thing knows that they said it. And here's what they don't get. They don't get the notoriety. Right. Because whenever the guy that's the talking head, the me and the you, the radio, the Twitter, the TV, whoever is saying that, you're not getting the clout. You keep chasing it. You can say more stuff. But Makai Becton's got you. Like, Makai with this one little press conference, I'm at your thing you make me come to this press conference. Right. And I'm saying so much to you without saying a word. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And I'm into it. Uh, this This is the energy I want from my athletes.
1: I like big FU energy. Same. I like it a lot. It's entertaining. It's powerful. Hey, we're here talking about that. When have we done a story on an offensive lineman on this program? Uh,
3: Greg Robinson. It was 270 pounds of marijuana. That's it.
1: (laughs) It, That's the only one in a year of this incantation and three years of our previous incantation. Also. Two stories on offensive linemen in four years. And I'm going to follow this. You're going to get a follow-up this season. Because of this big FU energy that I love so much and I want to feed off of.
3: Feeding off uh, hate is way less calories, too, as opposed to most of the things that Beckton is feeding off of right now. Sure. So this is going to help him uh, a lot. Yeah. It's going to s- set him up for a success. So I'm in on it. Give me more of it. I wa- Not only do I want it done, I want it done in a way to where it's pronounced to the rest of the world. Cause now that this is outside. By the way, New York, pretty good media market. Not like we're like breaking any news there, but it's in the Southwest now. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is not yes. regional to the AFC East. Yes. This is not regional to the AFC. This is not regional to the. E- this is. Alright, cool. This is a conversation that should be being had. Also, every hey. A- by
1: the way, check out BigBust.com, Fred. During the break, Let's see if we can buy that real quick. Because we need that, and we need the Big Bust clothing line. <laughs> We need,
3: we need Beckman to be like, I like big bust, and I cannot lie. <laughs> I'm into it, though. Wear, I mean, wear that shirt, but wear, wear the motivation that it's giving you, like right there on your shoulder. Put it in a chip, let everyone see it, go, produce. And it's the guys who say that. Because so, once you create accountability, that's when you get execution. Because the guy who's like, uh, I don't check Twitter, I just deflect it, uh, you guys probably know more about it than I do, those guys are lying. And I don't like those guys who lie. I like the guy who says, I see you, and I'm coming to get you. By the way, I'm going to keep your name out my mouth because you don't deserve it.
1: And To be fair. To be fair. Um, to be fair. When he got injured last year, he did go over 400 pounds. So it's not without criticism.
3: What's he down to now? But I
1: hope, I hope he has his career year this year, and he uses it to motivate, and the Jets are relevant. And it starts right there on the offensive line. So good for you, homie. Take that motivation. Show your haters what's up.
3: He also put out some super terrible pregnancy pictures with his wife or fiancé or significant other. Uh And they were just terrible. Yeah. There was – you can pay people to do that in a good way.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
3: You have the money and budget to do it. Uh Uh-huh. It was done poorly. <laughs> and then the internet got a hold of him and photoshopped like pictures of Zach Wilson's head on yes. them to where you can't even see his beautiful wife, fiance, or significant other. I don't know the standing that they're in.
1: Just
4: Zach Wilson.
3: Just Zach Wilson's head on a very pregnant body with Mackay Becton behind holding uh, holding up bosoms with his hands like a Brazier
1: wire. I say I'm not mad at that either. I'm not going to hate on that either. Super weird. I'm not giving him any more fuel, Fred. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Byron Cooper and Delo Davis are supposed to join us at 5.15. They're not here on site yet, but let's work in good faith, man. Sure. That they <laughs> will arrive during the break. So let's take that. We'll reach out to Dello and Byron and make sure they're coming to talk about the Gladiators football game this upcoming weekend. And if they don't, we'll pivot to something else. Let's Deal. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program, live from Hollow Spirits. With a couple of Duke City Gladiators, welcome to the show, Byron Cooper and Delo Davis. What's up, boys? What what's up, boys? How's it
6: going? How's it going? How you doing?
3: Delo gets distracted by the menu as we sit down and start the program. <laughs> Delo says, what's, what's, a, what's, a king, what's a king trumpet mushroom? That's what he says. We had that earlier. Well, that was like the best little not chicken tasting thing I'd ever had.
1: I've never had. I've had every mushroom in the history of the world and uh, not okay. that one.
3: Phrasing? Yeah. Phrasing? Yeah. Even Glad- the Alice in
1: Wonderland ones, too, oh for sure.
3: Gladiators <laughs> playing this weekend at home against the hated Arizona Rattlers. What's up, boys?
6: What's up, what's up? Everybody hates them besides Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's true. That's his second little, favorite team. Little
3: know. shade to the broadcaster for the Duke City Gladiators. Yeah. Well,
1: like like Fred, Sebastian's a front runner too, so we he tries him. to have it both okay, ways. It's not like
7: that. I don't know yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Della yeah. Davis showing up to the broadcast, and I didn't recognize him at first because you were in a Yankees cap. You want to go ahead and uh, apologize to my Cardinal fandom? Oh
7: uh, no, no. You know, it's just it's, a, it's about fashion sometimes. You know, oh, okay. St. Louis all the way. Okay. Everybody know this. It's, I mean, LeBron
3: yeah. wears a Yankee cap. I mean, he's like a Browns guy, or whatever. at The whole thing. So, the uh, the thing about the game this weekend, though, is it looks like it's going to be a packed out house. The thing about the game this weekend is it looks like you're going to have several thousand people up there celebrating the boys trying to get this win, and that's because kind of like the fandom's grown out there at the event center. Do you guys feel it turning around the way you thought it would, as far as people coming out and seeing it in person?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew it would pick back up. You know, just last year was our first year out there, so you know, uh, people had to. Uh, Get they self out the, you know, the, the corona stage and, yeah. uh, you know, get out there. Just hear about us again in a new location. So once uh, the name got back flowing out there again, uh you know, the fans start picking back up. So that's awesome.
1: Come hang with your boys out at Hollow Spirits right now. Good food, good drink, good service. And the boys are here. We got Dello and Byron here with a big old stack of Gladiators tickets. So come out here and get some tickets. Also, 505-246-0610. Gonna give away a family four pack Fred six no. pack eight pack 12 pack.
3: No does he got to come down here in person and get them so only in person yeah there's no I, li- I like that better yeah it's mad. so come and hang out the uh, not set up for the the online or the pickup option as they're physically here in my hand so you have to come down here to the venue come check us out at Hollow Spirits get the tickets uh, what's the key to this week to this weekend boys because that was a tough 1. L last week for the team how do you bounce back from one
6: uh, I think just staying together. Uh, you know, trying to rally together, uh, keeping uh, one thing that we have that a lot of teams don't have is uh, you know that camaraderie. You know, we break down on family more than anything else. Um, there you go. While I'm sure a lot of guys break down on win or championship or something like that, uh, I will say that we are family. You know, so uh, that's the biggest part of it, just staying together. Um, and our our coach Nate always preaches, you know, staying together through the the full game. Um, third quarters have been big for us, and uh, you know. Coach Dello Davis, well, Captain Dello Davis always says, <laughs> you know, play the 0, zero. And And uh, I think that's, you know, been my thing f- as for a lot of people just playing to that last second of the clock. Three losses this year by one point a pop.
1: That's a big swing in a season. This has got to be the best 500 team in the history
7: of football, right, Dello? I guess you can say that, huh? Most talented? I guess, I guess you can say that. <laughs> On paper, it don't look like it, but I mean, hey. <laughs> I was here two weeks ago. We said the same exact thing.
6: Yeah.
3: yeah well, and it's tough, right, because you're currently sitting fourth overall in kind of the playoff picture. So you're in the mix right now. Like yeah, no, we're in the mix. The mix yes, sir. And, and the thing that's interesting about being in the mix at six and six and sitting fourth is – I mean number one knows you're right there. You mm-hmm. know, and then the Rattlers are gonna see it this weekend and that's gonna be an example of it. And it's first responders night out there at the Rio Rancho event center kickoff is six oh five, I believe. Make sure I got that one correct. And you're gonna go out and uh, celebrate and support and if you're first responder, I believe you're in for free. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. Okay. yeah so yeah, show your credentials, your identifier. And also if you wanna be in for free and you're not, come down and see your boys at Hollow Spirits. We will hand you a we'll hand you a little four pack right now for you and your family to get out. And if you're going to bring the neighbor kids, we'll give you a couple extra alongside that. Della, what's the uh, what's the game plan this weekend? How, how do you get the big win? I, and I'm going to tell you right now, I already know you're going to say score over 40 points.
7: Uh, yeah, and then I'm going to say, uh, you know, I, I think we just got to you know bring that dog out of us. You know, yeah. just be already on it. You know, um, don't let the game come to us. Go take the game. You know, that's more or less uh, our game when the game, get the rolling. Things get to being tight. That's when we play our best. Will that just make it tight off the, you know, out of the first kickoff? You know, that's just going to get on top of the, these guys and um, don't let no one dictate, you know, what we do or how we move. You know, so that's kind of my thing. Of I've been, you know, letting the guys know this week is we just gonna get on top of it and stay on top of it. We've been yelling
1: it from the mountaintop since it happened last year. You guys were obviously cheated. And now you got a brand new refresh rivalry against Arizona. How 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 better do sacks feel when they come against Arizona? How much better does a W feel when it comes against Arizona?
6: Uh, I think it's pretty good. But you know, quite honestly, for players like myself, Delo, and a number of other guys, uh, it's just a number another game. Uh, if you do go back and look at that tape last year, you know, uh, as a critique amongst yourself and our brother, um, you know, it was a penalty. You know what it is, what it is, whether it was called or not. Um, so. We try not to hold a chip on our shoulders. Of course, you know, it's a little bit extra sweet when you go play in Arizona, but it's just like every other game, man. We don't we don't uh, practice any harder or any less. Um, we practice just as hard every week, you know, so definitely a little bit sweeter to get that victory, you know, because some of those guys do have a little bit of – you get a little bit of – more publicity when you play well against the Rattlers, sure. but uh, either than that, man, uh, it's just another game for so, us, quite honestly. And
3: obviously we can recognize yeah. the play on the field. We understand like like there's a reason you lead the league in receiving and, and yards, and there's a reason you lead in tackles and solos. Like, we get the, all that stuff. That makes sense to us. But what we don't see is like that conversation between you and the opponent. What we don't see is, is that kind of verbal interaction. Is that a talking point as you guys are, are mixing it up on the field? Do you guys use that against each other, or you, is it... You
7: know what, nah, so the Rattlers, uh, they're a team that they 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 highly respect us, the players, you know, so it's more uh, love and and more than uh, animosity on the field with those guys. You know, you just really got to play the game with them, you know, because, I mean, I don't know how they play against other teams, but when it comes to us, they – Play Yeah, they play – it's respect, you know, Uh, help guys up, you know, after you tackle them and things like that. So it's always fun playing against them because you know you're going to get the best game and uh, you ain't got to worry about nobody low-blowing. you. It's going to be a fair game all the way across the board, you know, so that's what makes it fun.
3: Same thing defensively. Same kind of respect back. And yeah, forth.
7: pretty much. And uh,
6: well, I mean, a lot of the times our defensive players are pretty new, or so sort the of rattlers don't mean much to them. They just see the big name. Um, oh, okay. So it's pretty much the same. You know, being able to play against some good competition, um, feeling like you're putting on uh, against the best competition. So I think that's uh, all that really you know gets us going there, fueling us.
3: You basically broke the internet on a <coughs> go-ahead game-tying touchdown two weeks ago at the event center, and that highlight was everywhere. Is that a conversation that comes in from other guys in your position across the league? Do they recognize that and kind of give a little bit of praise to you, Ah,
7: uh, Man, I think he asked me that question because I think he was mm. the one that was behind the video. <laughs> and <laughs> took it. But, uh, yeah, nah, you no, know, you know, I've been doing this for a while. It's so expected, I, yeah. yeah. I don't even think about it, look at it. If, it, if guys did see it, it wouldn't no matter to me because yeah. they should have seen everything else too. this, you oh, know. Uh, so it's all good, you know
3: duke city gladiators tickets here with the boys at hollow spirits
1: how about your young quarterback ramon atkins you think he's got his sea legs is he as comfortable as he's gonna get do you feel like you got a good rapport with him is, uh, is this what you're gonna see throughout the rest of the year
7: yeah no the uh the good thing about uh ramon is he can still get better you know than what y'all are saying you know so you know it's just some things just here and there that uh everybody might not recognize you know why we're not over the hump you know but uh it's just different things that he can get better, we can get better, you know. So that's what I love about Ramon that um, he he's he, he still got his eyes open, ears open, you know, ready to learn every day, ready to work, you know. What can he do to help us out, you know, to get to that get to the championship? So, you know, like, uh Ramon. He just needs to just keep working hard, keep his head down, and everything on on to work himself out.
1: And now he's got offensive player of the year, and now offensive coordinator Nate Davis calling plays. I know. It. How's that working out so far?
7: Oh, it's working out. Is uh, it's going all hand to hand right now. You know, it's like Nate never left the field. You know, and that's kind of the feeling that we wanted anyway. You know, so when you got a solid quarterback as Ramon that can you know play replace somebody as big as Nate, you know, um, that that's awesome. You know, to have that guy that uh. The record breaking, breaking guy on the field, what you call him, the plays, telling him who to look at, what to see, and all that. It's just the same thing, you know.
3: And Byron, I don't, maybe you are saying, Del, I don't know if you can because you are out there playing, but Nate's energy as a mm-hmm. coach and as a coordinator, like I fear for his headset. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 he don't turn it down, and it's and it's that translates, right? Because me as a spectator at a game or the guys in the field, are they able to to utilize that as another tool as far as chasing Ws?
7: Uh, I
6: mean, I've seen Nate get yeah. like that. I've played with him, you know, personally. Uh, so, you know, when he gets like that, it can get a little bit out of control. But uh, he's a great coach. You know, he's a great leader. Um, he's been doing as much as he can. And, honestly, Dello does get to see a bit of it because he's right next to him on the field sometimes, yeah. you know. So, sometimes it is a, a bit of a show for all of us, you know. So, we're all learning together, though, you know. So, uh, there's nothing that he does that we haven't done before that we're not going to do. Um, so, it's a, he's a great person to learn from. Uh, No one's been in his situation, you know, having that significant injury. So no one can control or tell how he's going to act. Um, but he's been great to us. You know, he's still been a great friend. He's been a great leader, been a great person. That's what's up. Uh, despite not having the game. But uh I mean as Dello can say, man, it's just a work in progress, man. We're just trying to figure it out.
3: Four weeks left in the season, home game this weekend versus Arizona. Then two on the road, final home game of the year, final game of the season, July sixteenth. That's against Northern Arizona. What is the final record gonna end up being for this team, boys? Is this a ten and six team and you're sitting comfortably in second or third in the conference?
6: I like that. They should
3: I like that a lot. Anything we missed, boys? No.
6: Nah, nothing. Just shout out to the Gladiators, you know, Gina Thomas, uh, all of our coaches, uh, Sherman Carter, Fred Griggs, Chris Choice, everything they do for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just come out support the Gladiators. Um, definitely trying to get on a roll. You know, like you guys say, the best 6-6 six six team. Uh, we're 6-6. Six and six. You know, there's nothing you can say about that. Right. Uh, we got to stack those wins on top of anything before we can, you know, claim to be those champs. So. You know, just come out and support us. You know, we got championship August 13th. You know, just keep it rolling, man.
3: Van and I are here all night long as we are hosting the United Watch Party. So anytime between right now and the end of the United game, come see us. We will hand you Duke City Gladiators tickets, and then we'll come hang out with you Saturday night at the game. And it's it's going to be a heck of a good one this upcoming weekend. Dello, Byron, thank you so much, brothers. Thank it's you. Thank you for having us. Whenever yeah. we get back more... Do we have a guest lined up? Josh Sushan on 545. So let's talk a little Tom Brady when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Hollow Spirits. Big thank you to Byron Cooper and Della Davis. Gladiators game this weekend. Come get some tickets from your boys. Those things bang. Gladiators game's bang.
1: It is an absolute blast. Yeah.
3: They're very good. Also, I'm
1: sad. I can't make it this Saturday, but you're going to be there. Well, it's going to be pretty good.
3: I'm going to play celebrity softball, and then I'm going to watch a little bit of Iso's baseball, and then I'm going to jet across God's Creation to Rio Rancho and watch some Duke City Gladiators Arena football.
1: I'm going to play a little celebrity softball, then I'm going to go to Jizza. What is that? Jizza of the Wu-Tang Clan. H is to the
3: Izzo, V to the Ize.
1: Very incorrect. Oof. He's doing his uh, classic album Liquid Swords from beginning to end. And I'm very excited about that. I believe it's called. 40-year-old me is very excited about that. But 14-year-old me is very excited about that. I believe it's called
3: Liquid S-Words.
1: I'll take George for 400 Alex.
3: <laughs> 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 Tom Brady says he's not interested in playing football anymore. And it's just a job to him. And it never mattered to him. And the fans don't matter to him. And his appetite is complete. And he's going to be gone soon. Checks out.
1: I get it. (laughs) What else is he going to do? What else does he have to prove? He's the GOAT, Mm -mm. not only of the sport, maybe all sports.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Your take is insanely cold on this. Here's the real thing. He just signed a $375 million deal to broadcast, and he sees that money waiting for him, and it has nothing to do with what he's done, what he's accomplished, where he's at, or his life. It has to do with three hundred seventy-five mil that is just waiting for him to quit his job to go to
1: a new job. I think it's just the half-life of the drug that he's been on for 25 years is finally wearing off. He's the GOAT. No one has been as successful as him in the history of the game, maybe in history of sports. It doesn't have that same shine to it anymore. What's another Super Bowl? What's another MVP? What's 10, 12, 14, 16 you more wins? Tell
3: you? I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you right now. It's him proving everyone wrong, like me, who's saying he doesn't care. Because then he can be like, oh, I don't care. Look what I just did. Because this whole motivation is life. He just inspired,
1: said that he doesn't
3: care. That Well, no, 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 no. You Yes, but no, 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 no. He's saying he doesn't care so that you say he doesn't care so that he can show you that the thing he doesn't care about, he's still that much better than everyone in the world, even those people who do care about it. He's like, this thing I do as a hobby, I'm better at than the thing you do as a profession. He's me, but very good. <laughs> I'm jealous, dog.
1: So in a year when he hoists that trophy again, Uh he's going to say, this is for all my doubters who said (laughs) I didn't have the appetite to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, Tom, you said that. You said that you don't have the appetite to compete and it's going to be gone soon. You're the one that said that. You wake up in the morning. I'm sorry that you hate your wife and kids, and you're forced to play another year of football and unretired because you don't want to deal with your home life. And so Tampa Bay is more appealing than your giant multi-million square foot home on the coast of Florida where you can do whatever you want in the world with your wife and children, but you choose to go back to the sport that you've been on top of for 20 years.
3: He's going to take a job where he's going to make $375 million to sit on the most popular game of the week, on the most popular broadcast of the week, and he's going to only criticize others for the entirety of that broadcast. And nothing has got him more aroused in the history of life than the possibility of this. That is what it is. It's not that he hates where he's at or what he's done. It's that he's so turned on by the next thing, which is him just talking smack because he loves that.
1: So I'm obviously the best in the business at doing this.
3: Sports influencing, I agree. Yes.
1: So if I did this for 25 years, I think I might have this same attitude as Tom Brady. I'll just look in the mirror one day and be like, I had the appetite to compete, and it's going to be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't see why, I mean, what was it, three seasons ago he said, I'm going to play until I suck. They're going to have to drag me off the field. And then he got a new team and won another Super Bowl and all the other accolades and then retired, realized he hates his family, comes back again. And now, I mean, this is a second slap into the face of his family. Now he's saying that he used to have the appetite to compete and it's going to be gone soon. So not only do I not want to be here, I want to be with my family that much less. Not only did I unretire because I didn't want to spend time with my wife and family, I'm going to come back and slap them in the face and say, I don't even enjoy being here, actually. So what if you're the teammate? What if you're
3: a Tom Brady teammate and you say that and you're like, like who, who's the guy? Mike Evans, right? Yeah. And Mike Evans is like, I'm actually ready to eat right now. Like, I know we it's ate, like, two years ago, and that was very, great or very whatever, hungry. but I'm, I'm incessantly hungry. I don't know if any amount of food will actually appease my appetite. Yeah. Can you please get at or near my level or be appetite adjacent?
1: Yeah, Tom's going to be like, oh, no, 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 Mike. It's, you're looking at it all wrong. We're still going to win. I'm just not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to do it out of spite. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a Spite Super Bowl, like Larry David's Spite Coffee Shop. Listen,
3: Mike Evans, I don't know why you keep bringing up this $375 million <laughs> that's just waiting for me the day I retire this job. You know this reminds me of when you're in like a little small town, you grew up in Carlsbad, whenever, whenever you're in Carlsbad, and the police chief is, like, ready to retire. And then the day after he retires, he starts running the golf course in town. Yeah. And you're like, this is double pension. Take a yeah, day I, know, off. I know you're breaking the rules. <laughs> like, I, like, why are you running the clubhouse at the golf course? Because he had, you know, whatever, $75,000 a year just waiting for him right there. That's exactly what this is. This is him where he can be, like, for at least whatever, a couple months, where he's like, I'm double dipping on 375 mil and the remainder of this whatever my – Tampa Bay Buccaneers deal is, which on paper looks like a dollar because the salary cap's not real.
1: Nah, I just hate his kids. <laughs> his kids just suck,
3: bro. Like, what can I say? You think him or Giselle, which, by the way, she's the actual moneymaker in this thing. Sure. And I don't even know if we need to go into depth on that, but to not realize how much money Giselle makes is ludicrous because she has it all.
1: Yeah, she got all the money. Tom yeah. has all the money, too.
3: What do they even spend money on? They don't spend money on anything. They don't have
1: to pay for anything anywhere they go ever.
3: Tag Hoor pays everything. (laughs) I can't think of another high-end brand because that's how low-end that I am.
1: So I can't wait for Tom Brady to show up to his next press conference with a shirt that says, I love my kids. Suck it, Van. That's that motivation, that exact Makai Becton motivation that that Tom Brady needs to keep going.
3: It says, I love my wife. It also says, big bust. Yeah. People are like, that's that's a confusing message, Tom. Yeah. That one, <laughs> did, you, you have to photoshop she's the whole quite, thing. She's actually quite thin. Yeah. She's, she's very, yeah. Figure, figure she's very svelte, Tom. Figure it out. It makes no <laughs> sense. You're not a bust.
1: <laughs> Neither is she.
3: He wants out of the game, and I, well, I tell you what, I absolutely get it. Also, like, how long is he going to broadcast? Because the answer is 20 years, right? Like, he's never going to not be football. Because eventually the conversation will end up being at the very end. Who had a bigger impact, John Madden or Tom Brady? And that's going to be the end of the conversation. Where John Madden, I was through what's, coaching, then broadcasting.
1: What's EA Sports' rival that's going to pick up Tom Brady and put him on the cover of the yeah. game? Well,
3: yeah, what's the Activision or whatever the video game?
1: 2K Tom or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah,
3: whoever made Half-Life, where it's like they're, <laughs> they're creating that thing because I very much believe that Tom Brady's a lifer. And I don't mean lifer in the NFL, but NFL adjacent – so if that's broadcast whatever or if it's contributor or a Hall of Fame something, we'll figure, fill in all of these little blanks. But any opportunity that comes up in the world of American football, Tom Brady's name has to be number one in every high, high-end everything.
1: Whatever the Super Bowl trophy is of broadcasting, sports, Emmy, ESPY, whatever, he's going to win the most of them than anyone else and then retire. And then say, you know what, I don't have the appetite for this anymore. Maybe I'll have an appetite for being a Miami Dolphins owner.
3: You know what is kind of weird, though, that we're not super hitting on. I know we're up against so we've got to get Josh Sushan. But this is kind of off-brand for Tom Brady. Because he, at least through the last 20 years, doesn't right. really admit, like, any sort of coming-up shortness? I don't know what verbiage to use here.
1: Well, he's Tampa Tom now. He's different. He's different. He can, like, show his emotions and say what he's really thinking and not be a tan. all patriot and calculated. And throw Super Bowl trophies off of a boat and put vodka in his milkshakes.
3: It's a good life. Such a good life. Also, rum. That is what goes in milkshakes. Josh Sushon with us. Whenever we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the big press conference today and the Ice baseball game tonight. The boys are, uh, well, the boys had a big one yesterday. You got to th- get one to get two, and then if you get two, you have the strong possibility of three, and that's a streak. Mm-hmm. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the, the sports animal. One. All those spirits is the hotness today. They give us a little bit of food every night. It's nice, right? It's like a nice thing. They give us like, hey, eat, you know, check this thing out. It's a new thing on the menu. King what? King trumpet mushrooms?
1: I believe so, yes.
3: It was like a rice thing. It was like a soy thing. Josh, you would love this place. Have you been to Hollow Spirit yet?
0: I have not. I need to get there. You need to come down I need out, a they t- they
3: ca-
0: oh, Go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say I need a, uh, a normal lifestyle in order to be able to go there. Um, right. We're playing a lot that. of yeah. night games these days. Open for
3: lunch at 11 every day. I feel like it's just absolutely doable. Well, I'll
1: tell you, I'll make you a deal, Josh. I will give you a day off. I will be the voice of the ISIS. Smart. For one day. (laughs) Smart. And then you can trade places with me and come to Hall of Spirits, and they will give you free food and drink, and you can do my job.
3: Also, you have to do the show, which is not as glamorous as it seems because you have to put up with Mike Vitale.
1: And then you're going to have to work two jobs because one of us will be good at it.
0: (laughs) You mean uh, you mine, get to work nope. with Mike Vitale. Let's say it correctly. Yeah, okay, well. Honored to
1: work with the legend is what you're supposed yeah, to say. Yeah, Yes.
3: You still with us, Jay? I think we lost him.
0: Yeah, I'm still with you. This is really good radio, right? When one person's on a cell phone and the are having <laughs> a bar. This is the best radio yeah, out but- there.
3: Hey, give us your interpretation of the press conference this afternoon and kind of what you took away getting to be able to sit down with the uh, Mad Dog Greg Maddox.
0: Number one, Greg Maddox still to this day is just totally unassuming, right? He just rolls in, hands in his pockets, you know, basic polo shirt, a USA hat, just totally, you know, just looks like he's, you know, just got finished teaching, you know, economics 201 over at UNM, and he's just rolling over to, to say hi and get a sandwich and strikes into humor and but super smart and i just feel like he's just studying everybody the way that he studies hitters and that his brain is just processing things so much faster than all of the human beings you know and then you've got jeff idelson who i'm incredibly envious of because he probably has the greatest rolodex of all time since he was the former oh, president man. of the baseball hall of fame and then you've got gene fruit who is just this unbelievable photographer and just loves life, and it's just constantly smiling, and she can't go five seconds without touching her camera because that's what great camera people do is they always have their camera next to them, and they're always thinking about, what can I do to get a really good picture right here?
3: How quickly, were you surprised, or did you see it coming how quickly Greg Maddox referenced Ray Birmingham when he was talking about baseball and talking about the city of Albuquerque?
0: Well, that's also just Greg Maddox, right? Like, he understands, he understands the moment. He understands where he's at. Obviously, it was fresh on his mind because he just had eaten lunch with Ray Birmingham. But it's also because Maddox is just a good dude, right? And he wants to get Ray Birmingham's name out there. And, you know, because it's a lot of mutual respect there. You know, and then speaking of mutual respect, I mean, Greg Maddox went back to UNLV to be a pitching coach, right? <laughs> he obviously doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the attention. Now, sure, his son was there, and he wanted to be a part of his son's you know, college experience and all that kind of stuff. But he also loves UNLV, even though he never went to school there. He loves UNLV, lived most of his life in Las Vegas. And so he traveled around the Mountain West Conference. And how many Hall of Famers can tell you that, you know, they know Ray Birmingham and they know what it's like to go to Tony Gwynn Stadium, and they know what it's like to go to Air Force and play baseball at Air Force. And they know what it's like to play games at San Jose State. You know, there's – and to me, it – Whenever Hall of Famers just decide they're just going to do something because they love baseball and they want to be a part of it, it's really cool. And I think that's one of the great things about Maddox's post-career, is that he coached at UNLV.
1: What I loved about that threesome that we had up at I- Isotope Stadium today was that you have the first-person perspective of a player, and then you have you know, the, the knowledge of a curator and historian, and then the, the outside perspective – of the photographer and observer and those three, you know, point of views coming together on the American experience and baseball history was just so unique. What did you get out of that?
0: Yeah, I I agree with all that. That's that's very well put. And, and, you know, as as people were asking questions, and by the way, props to Albuquerque media, I thought there was a whole bunch of just really good questions um, that were put forward. all three of them too. Um, you know, and it just goes to show how I think my kind of takeaway was how baseball is the same game everywhere, but it's different for other people based on where you're at and where you play and how old you are, how young you are, and, you know, maybe like what your equipment is or whether you're just playing for fun or, or whether you're just playing for, um, you know, whether you're playing to try to become a professional and just the emotion that it triggers when you see other people playing baseball in a certain way and how it reminds you of something that's happened in your life. you know, and I think that's just really cool about baseball is, uh, you know, that, it's, that, that it just means so many different things to, to other people, even though it's the same game for all of us.
3: You and I were having an off-the-record conversation that we both turned on the record, and we were talking about Went Bernard today at the press conference, and and I think it hit me emotionally maybe Monday where I said, When Bernard is a Major League Baseball player, and he's currently in Albuquerque, and I asked you – is he going to get up there? Is he going to get the shot? And am I going to be real mad if he doesn't? What is the energy right now on Bernard as it relates to the Colorado Rockies?
0: Well, I'm going to look at this question because it's a really good topic on two perspectives, right? There's, there's the practical side first, okay? The Rockies already have a whole bunch of outfielders. Charlie Blackman is playing really well right now. Jonathan Daza has the second best batting average in the National League right now. Randall Gritchick, they acquired in a trade, and Gritchick's really good defensively. They, they, they've got him. They've got Sam Hilliard, who they've spent a lot of time waiting to develop to see if he can turn in to this power threat, and he has five-tool potential. You've got Garrett Hampson, who can play infield and outfield. And, oh, by the way, the guy who's making the most amount of money, Chris Bryant, is on the injured list, right? So when Chris Bryant comes off the injured list, well, somebody has to go. So the deck's already kind of stacked against Winton right now. So – you know, are you going to call him up? Well, he's not going to play if you call him up, right? Because you already have enough outfielders. But let's say that someone who's healthy gets hurt in tonight's game and now you need somebody. Okay, and then it comes down to, are you going to call up Montero again because he's an infielder and you know that Hampson can play the outfield for you? You know, So there's all these different things. I'm like, well, you're going to call up and why? And again, it's the practical side. And then there's the emotional side. And that's the side that I come from, that you come from, and that a lot of fans come from. Because that's That's what makes sports fun, right, when when, when it's emotional instead of practical. And that's when you look at Bernard and you look at how long he's played professional baseball and how great of a season he's having and all the different ways that he can impact the ball club and how everyone just likes him as a person. He was the fan favorite by our fans last year. And just what a great season he's having. And the emotional side is call him up, right? Like give him that chance, whether it's next week or whether it's next month or whether it's the last week of the season. You know, you want someone who's played as long as he has to get rewarded and to get a taste of that, especially because the longer you play and you don't get called up to the major leagues, it's really easy to get jaded and to get angry and just kind of take that out on everybody. And Winston's the exact opposite. He He's in a good mood literally every single day. It doesn't matter. He is always in a good mood. And he was like this last year, even when he was just having an okay season. And so you want to see good people who are doing great things and have stuck it out and have done it the right way throughout their whole lives to get that opportunity. What, what really
1: stood out to you from the press conference today? And also uh, preview the pregame a
0: little bit. Well, for the pregame show, I was basically able to take almost everything that Greg Maddox said and slice that down so that people can hear from him. Um, my original plan was to make sure that we heard from all three people but Gene Fruth is going to join me live during the broadcast. And so I got lots of questions that I'll pepper her with during the broadcast. And so I figured, you know, people want to hear from Greg Maddox and because he's all a Hall of Famer, because he's Greg Maddox. So sure. I wanted to put as much stuff um, in there as that. Um, you know, I thought, I thought the most humorous moment was when he was asked about the automated ball strike system and he said that he liked it when Bobby Cox got ejected from games. That was, Same. I, thought, um, I thought that was really funny. That was, I think that was the most humorous part.
6: Yep.
3: Good little, it was a good day at the ballpark this afternoon. It's going to be a good game tonight. We didn't preview it great enough, but the Ice Isotopes have a chance to get three in a row Van. So that's Correct. a big one at home and a great mariachis night last night. Thank you, Jay.
0: Thank you, guys, for coming out to the press conference, and uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
3: Good dude. Thanks, Josh. Good dude. Let's go a break. A little WWE news when we get back. This one's actually weird. We laugh a lot, but this one's kind of gross. Two in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Live at Hollow Spirit, 6 o'clock. Van and I will be here till about 9.30 tonight. I mean, plus extra time.
1: Who knows? Closer
3: to 10. 9.34. What? Doors close at 11. We'll be here at 11. Four minutes of stoppage time. Yeah. United. Big game tonight. David Carl's going to come hang out with us for a little bit. I don't know if he'll be here during the... I know we here during the game. He live tweets. You know, he's like the media guy for the right. United. And I think it's hard to live tweet when we're being so dang entertaining. So come hang out with us. The curse will be out, so it's actually going to be real high energy and a lot of fun out here at Hollow Spirits. Big thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy, who sponsored the mobile studio today. Thank you to Hollow Spirits, who has hosted us. The YMCA is central New Mexico, where we start all of our days. New Mexico Pinion Coffee, who is – Powered this program since the very, very beginning.
1: Day one-er, baby.
3: I-9 Sports, as close to a day oneer as you can be. And then, obviously, Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka, being a proud partner of the program. So, this is a weird one. And I'm about to sound a little hypocritical because you know I hate the Commanders. I hate the Redskins. I hate...
1: The Washington I d- football team?
3: Yeah. I kind of hate everything... That is bad at the top. Mm. Because if it's bad at the top, that means the rest of it's bad. It just kind of works that way.
1: Yeah. That's the trickle down that actually works. The Board of
3: World Wrestling Entertainment is investigating a secret $3 million settlement that longtime chief executive Vince McMahon, who you know famously is Vince McMahon, agreed to pay a departing employee with whom he allegedly had an affair, according to the documents and people familiar with the board inquiry. What? The January 2022 separation agreement bars that now former, that the former employee, which name is not being released by this article by the Wall Street Journal.
1: Who do you think it is, though?
3: I don't, it's just a paralegal. Oh, it's a paralegal? Yeah, it's not, like a, it's not a performer. It's not a wrestler. It's uh, not an on-screen talent. Okay. But this paralegal is barred from discussing the relationship with Mr. McMahon because of the settlement thing. And the board kind of has to do something about it, I guess. Not I guess, I know. And here's where it gets dark and twisted. If mainstream media really started to look into, like, Vince McMahon and really started to look into, like, the world of pro wrestling, I mean, this is probably one of the weirdest, grossest dudes on the planet, Dan Snyder-esque. And there are conversations in this investigation that this paralegal employee was, quote-unquote, passed around like a toy between Vince McMahon and other high executives, including one John Laranitis. Do I only mention my name because he was an on-screen talent for some time. Uh, gross and disgusting, and do I give up on the WWE the way that I should because of the way my core values work? I don't know, man.
1: Well, Fred, I'm still an Astros fan, so it makes total sense that you're still a WWE fan. Broadly speaking, though,
3: there is nothing as far as the law goes to where – like, you can have an affair. It's not against the law to have an affair. It is against the law to to pay someone professionally for sexual intercourse, even if it's not directly from your pocket to that person. If it's through uh, an employment or if it's through goods or services, or, you cannot do that. Like, so that's where you get in, like, a weird – gray area because i've never been mad at anyone for having an affair i don't know about your relationship i don't know how your marriage works i think the only person i would be mad about about having an affair is my lady but like i'm not mad about that i'm mad about the you force what is probably young vulnerable impressionable right into a a world that they don't necessarily want to be in because they didn't make it but three years at the company
1: The quid pro quo business aspect of this is very gross. The sharing around the office is very gross. But let me ask you something. I don't know another human being that knows more about WWE than you, Fred. Right. Were you at all surprised whatsoever? No. It's just disgusting story after disgusting story once the curtain's lifted on what really happens at the WWE. When you told me this story, and I hadn't heard it until literally today, yeah, I was not surprised whatsoever you, were you
3: you know and what's interesting is you know they do have a deal with Saudi Arabia, you know they Vince McMahon is like one of the three people that Donald Trump used to follow on Twitter before he was kicked off Twitter. you know it's like he's of that energy and culture and belief, also though, conspiracy Fred here. There is a very public understanding that Walt Disney Company is trying to buy WWE. Mm. That is a very common knowledge situation.
1: Okay. So we get
3: getting a little planty boy. Okay. We're getting a little, you get the face of it out. Because what's the executive board? 12 people? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you need to convince 12 people to make the sale or hostile freaking takeover, who has the money to do it? WWE stock's always kind of around 50 bucks. I know there's a lot of them out there. But you go scoop up enough of them, and this thing's done. Like, is this an effort to get that stuff to drop?
1: If they're being acquired by Disney, then they you have to get all the dirt out. You have to shake the rug, get all the dirt off the rug. Because if you don't, and this story comes out while you are owned by Disney and you are a partner of Disney, it's just going to be bad news. And, hey, maybe, like you said, maybe this is just like some business tactics, you know? I- maybe... This is just driving the price of WWE stock down uh, d- or a negotiation tactic in the takeover.
3: Weird timing, weird situation. Joining us on the program, just walked into Hall Spirits, David Carl, everything to Mexico United. David, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, I'm glad uh, to be here for, for the segment I know best, which is WWE. This is, well, yes. there's some weird <laughs> stuff going
3: on. <laughs> All right. But w- we needed United filler. Hey so we didn't have it. It was WWE talk. Give us a preview of the game tonight. Where are the boys at? What's going on?
4: At Oakland Roots tonight, uh, between the two teams, uh, United's gone six matches unbeaten on a four-match winning streak. Uh, Oakland on a seven-match unbeaten streak. They haven't won as much as we have. Uh, United, if they uh, win tonight, take over third place in the Western Conference. Big, big match on ESPN Plus tonight.
3: Come check that out at Hall of Spirits. Van and I will be hosting the Watch Party. Curse are coming out tonight.
4: Curse will be there, absolutely. And then uh, this weekend, Saturday, you can sign up right now, but The uh, Move United 5 and 10K, all the money goes to support the Somos Unidos Foundation, making soccer accessible to kids. It's over at our Mesa del Sol training facility. We're volunteering. What do we got to do? Just come on out. Have a great time. Um, And like I said, there'll be a 5K. There'll be a 10K. There's also a 1K fun run for kids and pets. Going to be stretch labs out there giving like post-match
3: stretch. They seem cool. Are they cool? They're they're awesome.
4: They're awesome. Good peeps. Uh, There's going to be all kinds of food and drink and music. It'll be a great time. So come on out there. You can sign up on our our website, NewMexicoUTD.com.
3: Give me the big prediction for tonight.
4: Uh, New Mexico United win. That's, that's what I'm predicting.
3: That's the realistic prediction.
4: Yeah, Three points, baby. Give me, points, give baby. me the big one. How many goals for Brucie? Like uh, What's Bru- the deal? Brucie for? scores 12 tonight. 12 goals. 12, 12. <laughs> goals. All right. I definitely want to Quadruple see. hat trick. So gonna you're going to
1: break the recently set record <laughs> of sell seven goals in a game. Yeah by five more goals, Best and they're all one person. Well,
4: that's just what he scored. There's additional goals for other oh, players. Okay. So it's not immaculate. Oh. It's not the immaculate 12 okay. goals. Yeah, that's right, 12 <laughs> goals for Brucey. We'll see what else so happens. So every
3: possession that the United have, they score.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any other way to play the game, really. I 100. I'm in on the energy of this surrounding. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what time's kickoff? Kickoff's at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. because we 7 p.m. Pacific because yeah. we're out there on the West Coast in Oakland. First time we've ever played in Oakland. They've played twice here. We're going out over there. First time we played them since last season. Like we said. Six-game winning streak. It is. Uh, excuse me. Four-game winning streak. Six-game unbeaten streaks. The longest winning streak in the history of New Mexico. Oh, United. there we go. Keep Let's go. baby. Yes. The oh. now. yeah. Absolutely, we're the hottest team in the USL Championship right now. Hoping to keep that going.
3: Next home game
4: is. It's going to be next Wednesday, a week from today, twenty-second. Um, uh, we will be. It'll be our Juneteenth night, and then twenty-fifth on that Saturday. Pride on the pitch. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will. We will be there. Hopefully. Every
1: United match yeah. is fun, but there's a special place in my heart for pride on the pitch. It's one of my favorite. The nights energy here. is through the roof.
4: It's awesome. It's one of my There's favorite. not a
1: roof, but the energy is through the roof. If there
4: was a roof, it would be broken. That is there correct. Would be energy through it. It's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. There's going to be a, a, uh, a big old uh, drag show in the parking lot at the tailgate. Um, Heck we're ga- yeah. We're going to have a, a drag bingo on Sunday, the day after the game. Everybody can get over there, hungover, have a mimosa. It's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> over at Social Club. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join us.
3: So that is, all right, so tonight against Oakland, the next home game is Wednesday. And by the time you finish that game, it'll be a, what, like a six game win streak? It'll be an eight game unbeaten streak and the boys are going to end up kind of being the talk of the league right
4: there. That, uh, that would be great. Yeah. Look, looking forward to that. I said Oakland, oh, we got to focus on Oakland tonight, right? They're a good team. They're in good form. Like I said, they've gone seven unbeaten, so we got to beat them first.
3: You are, We are going to sit down and talk about uh, fundraising opportunities after this, and we might have some big announcements in the upcoming weeks. so Woo-hoo. we're pretty excited about that.
4: Foundation's doing well. Foundation's doing great. Like I said, we got the 5K this weekend Join us for that, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about some other fun stuff. It's going to be really great. Everything's
3: on the website and the social media. David Carl, thank you for squeezing us in.
4: Thanks for hanging out,
3: guys. Thanks, Band, this one
1: too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A Marie. David Carl just handed me an invite to his wedding. <gasps> is this what this is? This is very special. I thought me. this was a Walmart gift card in here. Is that
4: or a summons? You guys can take it <laughs>
1: Good job,
0: everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.